We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by WinBet. It is Friday, October 8th, 2021. Alex Baruthi here with Ken K. Train Kreitz. All aboard! And special guest, ESPN Fantasy Basketball Analyst Andre Snellings. Welcome, Andre. Yeah, thanks for having me. We should say and welcome is, back as Andre welcome used back. to be a Rotowire contributor. It's always good to, to visit home. It's like a family reunion. <laughs> Fabulous. Uh, we are only 11 days away from the start of the NBA season. So a uh, reminder to be fully prepared for your basketball draft with Rotowire's complete draft kit. Of course, visit ESPN. Um, they have plenty of great stuff as well that Andre is a part of. Uh, today's format for the show, we're going to jump into the news very quickly. There's not a ton since it's the preseason. Our main topic is going to be some players we think are overrated for the upcoming fantasy season or at least being drafted too early is one way to put it. Um, handful of preseason updates. Last night, Jalen Green in Houston against the Miami Heat, 20 points, five rebounds, two assists, three steals, only two turnovers in 28 minutes. Uh, and we also had Steven Adams go for back-to-back double-doubles uh, for his new team in Memphis. Last night, he had 15 and 16 uh, against the Hornets, who were without Mason Plumley, but... Still, typical Stephen Adams stuff. Jay Washington uh, uh, trying to play center there. Yeah, Dre, this uh, Houston team has a lot of names on it. You have Christian Wood, Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green. I guess in general, what is your kind of read of what to do with some of those guys in fantasy? Yeah, I'm 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 bullish on all of these Rockets um, because, like we saw last season, they're going full on youth mode. Um, last season, they had the veterans playing for a while and then eventually they all faded out for one reason or another. And you saw the, the, the porters and, and uh, even the Kelly Olenics of the world come in and, and really put up some huge numbers. Um, this season, they just skipped the middleman. They said, let's talk the wall and get him out the way before the season starts. And we're just going all young guys all the time. So, I mean, I'm, you know, whether it's Porter, Jalen green, you know, Ed would Ed, every starter that they have on their team um i think they're going to run them out there for as, as much as they can and, and and really try to maximize them the one confusing 
player on this squad, and by confusing, I mean the team's timeline. I don't quite get Daniel Tice on this roster. Love Tice. Yeah. Think he's mm-hmm. an awesome big reserve for a contender. I don't know where he fits with the the youth movement. Yeah, I mean, to me, I, I see what you're saying with that. It feel like Tice has the feeling of a guy that they're like, well, we want to have a culture guy. You know, a guy that's going to come in and help our young guys to be um, professional and, and things of that nature. And I mean, you know, we mentioned Olinica a second ago. He was a veteran as well, and I think he was just somebody that they were like, well, we have to have five guys to to play, and, and with injuries, they, they, they needed to put somebody out there. Um, but I can kind of see Tice getting that type of run where he, he plays more minutes than he's used to playing just because they, they, they like what he brings to the court and they, they like what he does for the young guys. And so he, I, I could see him. I actually projected – him to have you know the probably the best statistical season of his career even though he doesn't really fit in with what you would expect with uh uh all of these other uh 19 and 20 year olds yeah he's been a great pick and pop option for them in the preseason and i think they just kind of want some floor spacing bigs out there to let those young guards uh get to work some other quick news hits we had buddy healed coming off the bench for the kings uh, Trevor Ariza underwent ankle surgery. He's out at least eight weeks. Al Orford is going to play in back-to-backs. And we had Golden State rookie Jonathan Kaminga suffer a strained patella tendon on his knee. He's out for the remainder of the preseason, regular season uh, debut kind of to be determined. Do any of those things – I got, Ken, I'll kick it to you. Do any of those – which of those things stick out to you? Um, well, Ariza uh... – doesn't stick out. The Lakers are so surprisingly deep. Uh, certainly hate to see him and get hurt. I do wonder what the Kings' long-term plan is with Buddy Heald. Heald was complaining a lot about coming off the bench last season. I can't imagine he's happy with that development now. He's the first name that pops up in all those King trade rumors. Certainly, he's going to be in Philly if they can ever agree on something with Simmons. Uh, so to me, uh, while I love Heels outside shooting and think he's a natural fit on a lot of teams, it seems like the relationship there is souring. And if he's with Sacramento for a long time, I worry he's not going to get the minutes he deserves. Yeah, def- definitely. I mean, uh, if you look back through the old um, uh, ESPN uh, trade articles, the where should Ben Simmons be traded, um, Sacramento was my pick. And Buddy Heald was was – the, the centerpiece of that deal. I mean, he makes sense. His shooting would be way more effective on the Timberwolves um, than, than it could be on the Kings. Dre, are you saying that uh, Buddy Heald's a better outside shooter than uh, Ben Simmons? I am saying that. And I also, <laughs> I'm going out on a limb, but I also just said uh, on the Timberwolves, yeah. um, <laughs> with the 40th slips, I guess that's the other team that uh, they're talking about trading Simmons to. But um, yeah, obviously Heald would, would fit on those 76ers as a shooter much better than Simmons. Um, then it just becomes about talent matching. Uh, I, I In my suggestion, I had guys like either uh, Halliburton or or um, Marvin Bagley, you know, packaging them together. But Heald would be the the centerpiece of, of whatever uh, Ben Simmons deal that might happen. And um, I agree. He's he's always the player whose name you men- is mentioned is potentially leaving Sacramento. And I think there's a good reason for that. Well, and while we're on the topic of Sacramento, uh, Dre, in your article yesterday on ESPN, where you were talking about sleepers, you listed Marvin Bagley first. 
I do you want to elaborate on why you think uh, Marvin uh, is a, uh, a big sleeper? Yeah, because, you know, I, I went back and looked, well, a few things. I tend to have Bagley on at least one team every season. And so every year when he has that stretch where he goes 20 and 10 for two or three weeks at a time and, and you start saying, oh, this is why he was the number two overall pick. And then, he, you know, another injury happens or something happens that, 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 that takes him off his stride. But you, you, you see the potential, you know, you, you see what the possibilities are. And again, he was a number two overall pick in a draft that gave us Luca, that gave us Trey Young, that gave us DeAndre Ayton, that gave us, you know, like seven fantasy all-stars and him. Yeah. <laughs> and badly, you know, <laughs> and you know, I, he, he has the talent, he just has not been able to stay healthy. But none of his injuries have been like the type of injury that would debilitate you, you know, they all seem to be uh, an injury and then a different injury. And so it's possible that he's injury prone, but it's also possible that he's still only like what 22 years old. So if he's ever able, they've ever ever able to put a full healthy season together, um, he has a lot of upside. And that article was about players you could draft at the end of the draft. So these are guys you can get with your tenth, eleventh, twelfth round pick. I, I figure that kind of upside, I might take a chance on there. I do like Bagley this season. It's a do or die season for him. You know, he's he's it's his last year of his rookie deal. I'm sure the Kings would like to have him around if he plays better. There's just a lot of factors that that league into it. I agree with you, Dre. The uh, the annual NBA general manager survey came out this week for top breakout player, who I suppose is uh, this could be relevant in fantasy too. Uh, they voted what number one, Jaron Jackson Jr. with 17% of the votes, Anthony Edwards with 13% of the votes, and Michael Porter Jr. with 10% of the votes. Uh, I think this pretty much all tracks with sort of the fantasy community. I mean, Jaron Jackson Jr. is going in the 40s in some drafts. Edwards Where is, is going- the Time Lord? Where <laughs> is the Time Lord? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I- I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I think that maybe that would be Robert figured... Williams for the uh, non-Celtic fans listening. Yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah I don't. I, I don't know if that nickname is is mainstream enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it is in New England, but I yeah, I don't know about outside New England. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dre, which one of those guys sticks out to you the most? So it's interesting because I almost outside of Jaron Jackson Jr. because he's been injured, the other two, I feel like, already broke out. I mean, you know, like like Anthony Edwards, I mean, obviously he was a rookie, but he was the number one overall pick and really probably should have been the rookie of the year. So, yes, it tracks that he should be better as a sophomore. Um, and Michael Porter Jr. was a monster last year, especially after, you know, he's, he's been a monster each of the last two years after Jamal Murray went down. So um, I, I would agree that those are guys that could play really well. Um, and if, if we want to call them breakouts, you know, I, I, I like, you know, I, I like all of those picks. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr., especially because of his injuries, has kept him from, he's a lot like Bagley, right? You know, um, and even they're the same draft class. Like the, the injuries have, have kept him from being what he could be. So I, I would agree that all three of those are guys that could step up. My personal uh, uh a breakout player that I've been all over this year is Nikhil Alexander Walker. Like I, from the time that last season, actually before that, from from like the Vegas Summer League, <laughs> his rookie year, I, I, I felt like that guy had game. And so I even 
put a few bucks on him to win rookie of the year when I was at that, that summer league, because I was like, if he ever gets on the court, he can play. And he didn't get on the court as a rookie. But then as a sophomore, he got on the court. And the very first time he got on the court, he dropped like 35 and eight or something. And, you know, he had several of those type of games in his 15 or 20 starts last year. So now that, that it's looking like he's going to get the minutes, um, I've, I'm going to have a lot of shares of him on my team. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Alexander Walker is someone we we love here at Rotowire in general. He's been killing it in preseason, firing up a ton of shots. He's been passing really well. Um, he's got good length. He can shoot right over people. So excited about that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, the, uh, NBA fantasy leagues, they're live on ESPN, Dre. Uh, can you tell us about just some cool features you have on the, uh, on the site this season, or at least in drafts? It's always the exciting time of the year when, when, uh, the, the, the season are, are tipping off, um, on ESPN's, uh, fantasy really where I personally enjoy the most are the head to head weekly, uh, points based leagues. Uh, most of my, rankings and a lot of my analysis deals with those leagues um they're able to kind of draw in people that might be into more of the fantasy football style scoring as opposed to um my other love the roto or roto head-to-head um which you have to maybe be a little bit more involved with especially if you're in a daily transaction league but the the weekly head-to-head points leagues um are, are really popular and so uh, that's the default in ESPN. So if, if you come in and, and, and give it a try, you can really see what it might be like to, to enjoy this game uh, 
on a, on a more casual, fun level uh, before you really dig in and, and get in with the nerds like us. Yeah, whenever whenever my friends want me to join a, a fantasy league or I try to get people to join a fantasy league, they're just, you know, my my friends in real life, like casual people, they always want to do points leagues, always want to do head to head because it's like fantasy football and they're used to the they're used to the ESPN format from playing ESPN fantasy football all the time. So um that's really that's really helpful to do. Before we jump into our overrated players, we have a quick word from our sponsor, Winbet. If there's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire, it's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with Rotowire's newest partner, Winbet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. Winbet is now the exclusive sponsor for Rotowire's fantasy podcast. Winbet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's Digital Casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all Rotowire listeners a risk-free bet, up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for Rotowire's Fantasy Podcast. All right, Alex, thank you for that read. Uh, excellent timing for today's fan question. We are at the fan feedback segment of the pod uh, because we've got Andre right here to suggest some names. So, uh, Rotowire fan Anthony George wants Dre to su- suggest some points league specific sleepers, a few players that are a good match for the ESPN points league format dre uh, you mentioned bagley who else do you have i like tj warren i liked tj warren last year because i had just watched him destroy the bubble um average some jordan-esque 35-ish points a game um and then once the next season started he immediately was injured and, and and never really got to follow up on it i'm not expecting him to put up bubble numbers this season but we know that that that's in there that 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 talent's there and the Pacers are a deep squad but again we're talking players that are going at the end of drafts so TJ Warren's one I like to 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 have you must think he's coming back sooner than later from that foot issue from the foot surgery yeah I mean he had the surgery you know a significant period of time ago and they're they you know he's still he's still recovering and they're thinking he might miss the first month of the season but in most leagues you have an injured list um if, if not if you've got a, a relatively deep bench being able to sit a player for you know a, a month maybe even two months in a really long season doesn't bother me so much uh, as long as he comes back at all and, and so again we're talking about taking flyers on people um i like warren um we mentioned kelly olenic earlier too back in his rockets days well now he's a piston uh but after his his glow up with the Rockets last season, the Pistons brought him in, and it does not appear that he's going to start, but he appears to be their sixth man at, at both big men spots, and so I think he's going to get enough minutes to um, to outplay his uh, ADP, which is at the very end of drafts if he's being drafted at all. Um, another former Piston, now he's moved on to to Charlotte, is uh, Mason Plumley, uh, another big man. Uh, I really like. What he's able to do, he's when with minutes, he's a walking low double double. 
but he's also got some versatility. He he can pass the ball surprisingly well. So if he's the pick setter and the pick and roll and they give him the rock back, like the Pistons did a lot last season, he was able to average about four assists a game uh, in that role. And and I think he'll be able to do that uh, in Charlotte as well as finish a lot easier um, playing off of one of the ball boys. So I never thought about what a ball boy sounded like. But, but yeah, <laughs> playing off of LaMelo Ball, I think that um, <laughs> he, can, he can put up some good stats as well, um, especially for a guy you could pick with your last pick. All right. Thank you, Dre. And for fans, if you want us to answer your question, uh, please go to Rotowire's YouTube video, like a video, and just leave a question on any of the basketball videos. Don't put it on the football ones, but leave a question on any of the more recent basketball videos, and we'll pick one for next week's pod. All right, let's jump into our main topic, which is overrated players in fantasy, guys who are being drafted too early. Um, you can find ADPs uh, for various sites on the Rotowire website. If you go to the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Rankings and you click the site specific, so CBS, click ESPN, click Yahoo, and that will show the ADPs alongside like right next to our current rank so you can kind of get a, a nice side by side uh, my first name i'll keep this relatively brief people have heard me riff on this for like a month now nikola vucevic who's being drafted around uh 16 on average i just don't like his move to chicago for his individual production um in orlando he was the man every single night he was the clear-cut best player on the team they were force feeding him the ball I don't think that will be the focus in Chicago. I think uh, Levine, DeRozan, Ball, all those guys are going to get their shots. This is going to be a team that's going to run out in, in transition. I don't know how many post-touches Vucevic is going to get. I just think it's more likely he averages something like 16-9 and nine or 16-10 and 10 compared to like 25-12 and 12 like he was doing last season. Um, Ken, yeah. who is your first overrated player? First of all, I agree with you on Vucevic. Also, his shot blocks have been declining each of the last three years. Never a great shot blocker to start with, which at center is tough. Um, but my first one, uh, a big name, Anthony Davis. Just because of the injury concern. They've always been a concern with Davis. He only played 36 games last year due to knee, groin, shoulder, abductor, and other injuries. I frankly got too tired of looking up each of them. Uh, they've also added Russell Westbrook. So really, they can rotate their three stars. Frankly, I don't know how meaningful the regular season is to these Lakers. It's all about their playoff run. I don't think they're going to care if they're the fourth, fifth, sixth seed. So I see Davis getting a lot of rest. Westbrook's going to allow them to do that. And in addition to Russ, this Lakers team actually has depth for the first time in a while. So I think uh, I just don't see them having to push Davis. I think they'd be foolish to push Davis on monster minutes. Uh, I think they're going to be quite happy with um, guys like Dwight Howard um, getting big minutes at the five off the bench. So at an ADP of 12, uh, I'm just not buying Anthony Davis in the first round. Trey, uh, who is on your list? Yeah, I'll actually um, uh, switch up my order a little bit so I can piggyback on what, what Ken just said because number one on – well, number one on this list for me today will be LeBron James um, for a lot of the reasons that the Ken just named. Um, LeBron is still, in my opinion, uh, strongly in the argument for best overall player in the NBA. 
but he's missed major time two of the last three seasons. Father Time is undefeated, and LeBron is is getting long of the tooth uh, uh, when it comes to NBA uh, years. But on top of that, they did bring in Russell Westbrook in part to you know be added talent to the team, but in part to take some of the pressure off of LeBron. Like he's been the one player, even when the Lakers won the championship that even more than Anthony Davis, like he was the one that if he left the court for any reason, then everything crashed. And it was because he was the one that was creating all of the offense. Well, he's not going to have to create all the offense this year. Uh, They brought in Westbrook for that. They brought in Westbrook to be an energy source. So I think LeBron will still be LeBron when he wants to be. I think he will want to be more in the playoffs than in the regular season. And so be it uh, the potential for missed games, be it, you know, the fact that he's just not carrying the same load. Um, I think him going even as high as, as, as 13 in these leagues is a little bit too high. Well, maybe there's some similarities here with the issues of the stars in Chicago and the stars in L.A. There's only one ball. You can't design, you know, uh, you can't have everyone dominate the ball and have it go through their hands. And so we're just going to see who uh, takes the hits. Though I think in L.A. it's different in that they're just going to rest guys. They got so much age and injury issues. Kendrick Nunn is going to get some crazy minutes, I think, for this Lakers squad. But, There's but some perhaps about Malik Monk as well. Yeah, Malik Monk. <laughs> the Lakers Tucker. fans are anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've got depth. They have depth. All right, Alex, give me a, give us a non-Laker. I guess this is just the big market overrated podcast. I'm going Kemba Walker uh, on the Knicks. Um, ADP of 70 right Ow. now. I just hurt my knee even hearing about Kemba Walker. Ow. <laughs> You know, on the surface, you see 70, and you're like, that's not a bad spot for Kemba, right? But he only ranked 59th per game last season, so you're you're kind of assuming that he's both healthier than last season and he maybe plays better. I'm not really sure that's the case. Um, something we haven't been able to say about the Knicks in, in years past is that they have good depth and they have a lot of playmakers on their team, which is su- surprising, especially at guard. They have too many guards to even keep track of. Um, I just don't think Kemba's worth the pick or worth the risk at pick 70. If you're in a daily lineup league, that's a little different. But in a weekly lineup league, I would just be worried about him sitting, him uh, you know, hurting his knee, et cetera. Well, his, his uh, big fantasy years in Charlotte, he was hands down the number one scoring option. And that's Julius Randle with the Knicks this year, right? And even with Boston or Charlotte, his assist numbers were never high-end point guard assist numbers. Uh, who's the next guy? Speaking of, well, speaking of high-end point guard assist numbers, who's the next guy on your list, Ken? Oh well, uh, Russell Westbrook. Uh, but maybe we've gone <laughs> down that path of beating up the uh, Lakers too much, or slash applauding them for having depth. So I'll just bring up Kyrie. How the heck are people drafting Kyrie in the mid twenties? That's insane. Um, mm-hmm. He could miss every home game plus all their games at New York, plus their one game in Golden State. He's a huge injury risk even without the vaccination issues and laws. I just want no part of Kyrie unless he drops to the eighth round. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I just uh, – it's hard to know what to think of it. Oh, Ideally, your draft is as late as possible and we get some sort of clarity on it. That's the only way I feel comfortable, like, you know, kind of with that situation. But – who knows? Like we're it's, only it's, eleven days away. I don't know. Like, I realize he only has to take the initial shot, but he I doesn't know. strike me as he's dug himself a pretty big hole here. Dre, what what's your prediction with Kyrie this year? 
I never, ever, 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 ever make predictions on Kyrie, except for <laughs> the one that you just made that he probably won't be on any of my fantasy teams. Um, and that was true long before COVID was a thing. You know, he, he, you know, as you pointed out, he just, he misses a lot of time every year and he's not in his second or third season. Like we talked about with guys like Jaron Jackson Jr. or Marvin Bagley, like, this is he's he's has like a ten year career of of missing thirty games a year. So yeah. um, I don't know how the COVID is going to play out. Um, it feels like it's a, such a big situation on a team that everybody thinks can win the championship. You know, the whole Kevin Durant uh, has gone to bat for him angle. You would think that uh, if he's going to play in the NBA anymore, he would eventually get this shot and 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 move forward because this is the best opportunity that he'll ever have to win a championship is one of the core guys, um, you know, ever again, but you know, my, my, my dude has a, he, he's strong, he's strong willed, you know, people say what they want about him. He got a strong will. Um, you know, he, he well, the, the I, positive take on this is I am shocked that a bunch of my best ball leagues, I've been able to get James Harden with the fourth pick. Like, I can't believe he's falling there. I think it's going to be serious increased ball handling for Harden. His assist numbers are going to return to his Houston days. Um, yeah, this guy, he's, Kyrie's absence is going to create more shots. for. They've got plenty of stars, so the other stars will get plenty of shots. Uh, Dre, give us another overrated player for fantasy. Yeah, again, I'll, I'll stick with the teams that we're talking about and the, the biggest names. Um, I've got Kevin Durant is overrated in fantasy. Um, when ESPN did their top 100 players list um, uh, a week or two ago, um, I did the write-up for Durant as the number one overall player. Um, and so I can see the argument for him is is one of the best real-life players in the league. But fantasy-wise, again, he, he only played like 35 games last year um, in, in his first first uh, season back after that, that horrible uh, Achilles injury. And he was amazing when he played. But there's just no impetus, as far as I could tell, for him to play anywhere near 82 games. Um, even if there's no injury, no health risk, I, I'm, I'm feeling a Kawhi-like um, load management schedule where he might sit every four games. I have no inside information on that, but that's just, to me, that makes the most sense. And I had Durant and LeBron, actually, as the one-two players on one of my favorite leagues last season. And... Early on, it was beautiful, but, but by my month two or three, uh, my season was over. And so I just – I don't want to rely on any player whose focus is so heavily on the postseason and who's so advanced in their careers and who's got the injury history that it just doesn't really make sense for the team to put them out there for a grind of the marathon for, uh, for enough consistency to be um, effective on, on fantasy teams, especially for somebody going um, in the first round ADP. Yeah. Uh, he's a hard guy to trust given the the age, the, the injury history. Um, I just, I don't think I could draft Durant in the first round. I mean, maybe 12. It's tough because you get down to 12 and a lot of times Embiid is sitting there and then Durant could be sitting there and um, it's a tough spot to draft actually. Uh, last guy on my list, Julius Randle, uh, sticking with the Knicks theme. I don't think his ADP of 23 is awful. I, I, I think I'd be okay if I got him there. Um, but he ranked 26th per game last season. So that kind of assumes improvement. I think his numbers are going to take a small step back 
maybe he's more efficient, especially from the field. He, he doesn't have to take as many shots, but I could certainly see his assists decrease with Kemba there, with Fournier there. Burks is there. Barrett's probably going to make strides as a player or as a, you know, at least a playmaker. So I think there's kind of a route for Randall's numbers to, if he finished in the thirties or even the, I guess, low forties, that would not surprise me. So I just wouldn't draft him at 23, but we know Tibbs loves to play his starters until their knees bleed, but man, Randall at 37.6 minutes a game last year was just yeah. insane. At some point they have to trust Obi Toppin a little, right? Like, <laughs> This team has depth. Save Randall for the playoffs. I'm not sure Tibbs will, but you got to think his minutes are going to go down. I'm with you on the assists, and um, I just don't think the ball's going to be in his hand as much because you've got legitimate guards. They did not have legitimate guards last year. Dre, who is last on your overrated players list? Yeah, um, sticking with the Knicks theme, but it was former Nick. Um, Chris Dapps Porzingis. I just, you know, he's going in the 40s, um, uh, ADP of 47, in my, my rankings, which are based off of my projections, I have them in the 70s. I Again, we've talked a lot about injury risks, and I just can't project him to play enough minutes to justify being a, a fourth or fifth round uh, fantasy draft pick. And in addition to that, he's got the kind of weird head-butting thing sometimes with Luka Doncic where, you know, you'll see... It's not as or, good. Well, <laughs> that part. Um, but you'll see him go for like 30 and 13 one game. And then the next game, like his series in the playoffs where he averaged 13 points because he just w- wasn't getting shots. You know, like they, they had him posted in the corner like he was a, a 3 and D big as opposed to, you know, the unicorn. So I'm not sure that his usage would ever maximize him in Dallas. I don't think that that's best for the Mavericks. And and then when you add in his injury risks, um, he, he just slides down my board. Yeah. Um, Ken, any last words on the overrated players topic? Well, we've dived into a lot of big names. I'm going to go uh, a lot further down the um, ADP chart to talk about two centers that when you amalgamate the Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS leagues together – are actually right next to each other at 131 and 132 is Al Horford and Blake Griffin. And I find it appalling that anyone would consider Big Al as low as Blake Griffin right now. Big Al's going to get monster minutes whether or not he starts uh, versus Robert Williams, the Time Lord. One, Williams gets hurt all the time. And they, you know, two, uh, they're going to want Horford playing against Embiid. He's, he was an Embiid stopper his first run with the Celtics. Three, they don't really have a legitimate power forward backup for Tatum either. Semi Ojale's in Milwaukee. So I see Horford getting minutes at the four, too. The flip of this is Blake Griffin is one of like uh, two dozen ancient centers in uh, Brooklyn. <laughs> Paul Millsap is, they're going to wheel him out. LaMarcus Aldridge, who, all jokes aside, I hope stays healthy all year just for his personal uh, health. And then actually a really good young up and comer in Nicholas Claxton. I don't know why they give Griffin more than 15 minutes a game, uh, but I just had to stand up for Big Al there. I just find that appalling. <laughs> I'm actually surprised with, uh, with with your love for the Time Lord. I, I thought you were going to say Al was overrated <laughs> being in the 130s. <laughs> because... no, I, you know, I think a fine strategy uh, is getting both those guys. And uh, 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 Time Lord's... Blocks per minute are going to be crazy. He could lead the league in blocks per game. 
But I think Horford's going to see a ton of time off the bench and when Williams is hurt. And, you know, when Williams does get hurt for a week or two, Horford's your starting center and you're psyched. Before we wrap this thing up, we have a quick word from Yahoo. The new NFL season has been underway and Yahoo is excited to kick off daily fantasy football. There will be a ton of big prize contests throughout the season on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contest now being shark free uh, because they banned me specifically to celebrate <laughs> the beginning of football season and Yahoo daily fantasy becoming shark free. Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim free $10 entry uh, credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 contest entry credit offer to join one of Yahoo's biggest contests. In addition to the free credit, Yahoo has a $1 million DFS football contest live. The $1 million contest features a million dollars in total prizes, including first place receiving $100,000 and an entry to the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship live finals event, which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. Uh, not too far away from you, Ken. They, I think they they know that you're going to be joining those contests. Play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. Ken, now it's time for your old man rant. Games are on too late. Please start all sport events at 7 p.m. Eastern time. I can barely make it through nine innings. Forget extra innings. Jeez, I can't afford all this bourbon. Maybe we should cut all NBA games just to three quarters. How are kids supposed to become fans with all these late-night contests? When my beloved Celtics hit the West Coast, I turn into a zombie creature unable to function until noon each day. Please start games earlier. I can tell that that's an East Coast-related rant. <laughs> Horrible East Coast bias there. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I, I don't think we mispronounced any names. This podcast um, kept it pretty simple. So, Ken... Uh, let's close things out with a quote. Yeah, let's go to Los Angeles, where this week Clipper Terrence Mann was asked how he felt about being picked in this summer's general manager survey as a, quote, top breakout candidate. Mann said, quote, you said GMs, the ones that didn't draft me, 48th pick? I don't care about that, S-H-I-T. Hey, Dre, thank you very much for joining us this week on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Hopefully, we can get you uh, during the season. Thanks for having me. It's always good to come home, like I said. Um, this time of year, I'm underwater with uh, fantasy content. So, anybody wants to, to see what I'm up to, come to ESPN.com Fantasy or ESPN.com NBA. Um, and this season, we'll be doing lots of uh, gambling content as well. So, um, uh, we, 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 whatever you're looking for, we got what you need. Fantastic. We look forward to seeing you on the TV as well on ESPN. Attention passengers, this three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.